Couple Advisory Solutions is an SEC-registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempt from registration requirements. I wish that our stock market were as honest as every casino I go into. The gambling propensity is strong in people to do mathematically unintelligent things. Welcome to Libel on Fire with Libel Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Libel Sternbach is the author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. Libel's advice has been featured in countless publications, including Reader's Digest, USA Today, Yahoo Finance, CNN Business, Investment News, and and Market Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Libel on Fire. And welcome to this episode of Libel on Fire. I'm Freddie Bell with Libel Sternbach, Amazon's best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. On this episode of Libel on Fire, we'll be talking about the inflation scare. Hello and welcome back, Libel. Hey, how are you doing today? Unbelievable. I'm really excited to talk about this because I know when we get to talking about inflation, everybody can relate to it. On this episode of Libel on Fire, that's exactly what we'll be talking about. Inflation and inflation scares. Oh my goodness, where do we start? Inflation is one of the the biggest risks that we have. How does it impact us in retirement, Libel? So that how it impacts us in retirement. And this is kind of one of those weird things that um, you say it, it doesn't sound true, but it's one of those things that it just, you know, bites you in the butt if you're not planning for it. So inflation that we're used to, the inflation that, you know, when you go to the grocery store and the state costs a dollar more, a loaf of bread costs more money, we're used to that inflation. Go to the gas pump, right? Goes up, goes down. That's inflation specific for gas. Mm -hmm. In retirement, though, there are so many costs that their price is not directly linked to the things that we use every single day. For instance, medicine, right? As we get older, we need more of it. And the pharmaceutical companies kind of just control that pricing. Um, And then you got Medicare and Medicaid and the whole health complex. Um, And so during retirement, the inflation that we experience is very different than the inflation that say, let's say of somebody who lives in the city or somebody who lives, you know, out in the country um, or somebody who has young kids, right? Each of those people will experience inflation differently than somebody who's in retirement. So are you saying that inflation libel is more impactful as you're going into retirement, the older that we get? So I think that inflation has more of an impact on us in retirement than our working years. And there's a number of reasons why I believe that. But the primary reason is that during our working years, inflation actually works for us. And it's something that we really want. It's something that the Federal, uh, the Federal Reserve works very hard to make sure that inflation stays at a healthy pace. And the reason why they want that is because if the value of stuff goes down at a steady rate, it allows a few things to happen. Number one, it means we can borrow money today to buy goods, and then we're 
paying it back at a lower rate, right? Because our goods are, the money that we're earning in a year from now is worth more than it was yesterday uh, or the previous year. So over time that compounds and allows us to have a greater lifestyle. And because we're a consumer-based society, an economy that's based on buying things, you pay me, I go to the store, I buy something, I pay the grocery store, the grocery store pays the farmer, and all this money is going around based on people buying things. So when we have the value of money slowly deteriorating and we have unemployment at a low rate, so it's very hard to find the people who you want to hire, you end up paying them more and the cost of goods goes down. And so when you have that kind of balance, is really great for the economy. The economy expands. Businesses know what's going to happen in the future. They know how much to ask and to borrow money for, and, and our economy just explodes. However, when we reach retirement, we're no longer getting a wage. We no longer have a salary. So that entire incentive and structure that was building our economy that made life affordable to us in our working years, Mm -hmm. it's suddenly working against us. And we have to be very active and very mindful about how we go about protecting ourselves from inflation. Because if we just leave our money in the freezer, it's going to be worthless by the time we're done with retirement. Everyone, we're talking with libel. We're talking about the inflation concerns. I won't call them scares again, but Talk about, uh, I've heard you talk about it being a silent killer. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so so when you look at the market, right, the market goes up and down. You really know how the market affects your account balance, right? You, you know that when the market tanks, you're going to feel it in the wallet. When it comes to inflation, you don't see it happening because your account balance just sits there. It stays the same amount, right? You still have that $100 in your bank. It didn't change. What changed was how far that $100 goes. And that is, that's why I call it the silent killer, because you don't really know it's happening to you until you turn around and you go, well, I can't pay rent. I can't you fill up my tank of gas. I can't go to the grocery store. I can't put food on the table anymore. And I don't understand why. The same amount of money that I was living on 10 years ago isn't getting me by now. And when we're in retirement and we're not earning any more money, right? And we're living on that fixed income, well, that can be catastrophic. If we were planning on living on, you know, $3,000 a month and all of a sudden we need $6,000 a month in order to live on, that is a very different ballgame. That's a big problem. Yeah, that's a big problem. And so when it comes to retirement, Right, we we got to be looking out for what I call the five major risks in retirement. Number one is drawdown, right? So drawdown are the things that we know about: market losses, right? Taxes, right? If we can avoid those and keep more of our money and capture some of that market gain, we're good. Inflation is another risk that we have to protect against in retirement, right? Because it's going to silently eat away at the value of our retirement and erode that base that we're building this foundation that should be the golden years of our life, right? And the next one is longevity, right? Just like inflation is going to erode our value, just like a market crash can completely dramatically change our lifestyle. Longevity, living longer than we were planning on can be a real problem. And I know you're thinking like, well, I thought that was a good thing. (laughs) 
Yeah, right. I want to live a long time. But then what happens when, you know, you're 20 years into retirement, you're like, oh, well, I was only planning on living another 10 years, but, you know, medicine's come a long way and I'm healthier. And, you know, for some reason, all this time means I'm now working out and I'm looking at another 20, 30 years and I don't have money for another 20, 30 years right? Even another 15 years. And now you start penny pinching and you start, you're trying to scrimp and get by on less and you're not enjoying life, right? Everything is a, is a, is a death threat staring at you, just waiting to take away the food on your table. And that's really not a way to live. That's a difficult way to live. And so yeah. how do you, how do you manage the inflation? How do you, how do you monitor that as you go through, as you're getting closer and closer to taking out that money to live on? Uh, living on this relatively fixed income. So so there's two things that you really got to do if you're going to protect against inflation. Number one, it means that you have to have a way of growing your money. You can't just put it in the freezer or under the mattress. No matter how much you hate things, no matter how much you think that the stock market is rigged, you have to participate in that upward growth of the markets, of interests, um, because if you don't, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be left out in the cold, right? You need a way to grow that money. So that's number one. Number two, you gotta be strategic about what you spend your money on and how you take that money out in retirement, right? So that you're not taking out money during periods where there's a very large amount of inflation, right? Where we recently just experienced this. Inflation went really high. Is it gonna stay that way? Is it gonna be permanent? Who knows, right? But if you are aware that prices have just shot up and that the, co- the cost of gas went from you know $3 a gallon to $4 a gallon, and you say, okay, well, I'm not going to take any road trips, or I'm going to take from my cash reserve instead of liquidating my stocks or whatever, right? And you have a plan for it, it's mm-hmm. not going to come and surprise you. And, th- and that's what's really important. You got to have a plan to deal with it. Libel is talking with us today about inflation and inflation concerns. Uh, we just saw a report that said inflation was at 7%. Can you put that in context for us? I know they, they and you know how they are, they say that that's a 40-year high. But what does that mean to me? Is it because of COVID? Uh, does inflation go away when COVID goes away? Help us through that. Yeah. So, so there's two parts to, to this that you really got to understand. And the first one is going to be easy. The second one is going to be a little more difficult. Okay. Um, so the first one, the easy part to understand is that when we say inflation increased by 7%, what we're talking about is what's called the consumer price index for urban dwellers, which is people who live in a city and the average cost that they paid for things, excluding things that are volatile. So in av- on average, people who lived in a city are paying 7% more for things. Now, some of the reasons we know why that is, right? There's COVID outbreaks at the ports and truck drivers, and there just has been a shortage of being able to move goods. So there's less goods and there's more dollars chasing those goods because people still want their stuff, so they're willing to pay more money for it. And when people are willing to pay more for something and there's less of it, well, the price goes up, right? So that that is... That is one side of it. The other side is perception, right? People, how people perceive the economy is just as important as what it's actually doing. 
everyone. Libel is with us today. We're talking about inflation. We're running close to being just about out of time, but I want to uh, just ask this question. How can we manage it? What is, what is the major thing that we should be looking at when it comes to inflation and how do we stay in front of it if we can? So the two things that you really want to look at is the stock market is the best hedge for inflation. Now, I don't mean go put all your money into stocks, but you need to have enough money in stocks that, you're, that your nest egg is growing faster than inflation. There's also things called treasury inflation protected securities, which are basically government bonds that are increased based on inflation. So you'll earn some money and at least what inflation is. So it's better than putting it in, in the bank where it's going to be at zero, but it grows, you know, it keeps the value of your money steady. So your buying power remains the same. That's <laughs> Libel Sternbach. He's on fire, Libel on fire. I'm Freddie Bell. And if we've got more, just stay with us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Libel on Fire. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them on our Facebook group at libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free signed copy of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit libelonfire.com. Now, back to Libel on Fire. Hi, everybody. I'm Freddie Bell, and welcome back to Libel on Fire. And we've been talking about inflation and the inflation scare. And Libel, if you don't mind, you said there are two types of inflation. There's a good inflation, and then there's a bad inflation. Yeah, so there, there's inflation during our working years, right, where that's good for us, and it, it increases our economy. It encourages us to buy things and it encourages when employment is low and inflation is at the right level, businesses grow and our wages increase. However, in retirement, unless we do something that allows us to mimic the growth that we would have from our wages, it is a deadly killer to our retirement. Everyone, we're talking with Libel today and we're talking about inflation. I have a question here from Richard. And he's asking, how do you plan to cope with inflation throughout your retirement, especially if you're on plan to retire early? Now, even though I have a pension, he says, even though I have a pension, it will never increase. Social security provides some relief, but more is needed. He says, I will use dividends from a couple of stocks and interest from bond funds currently being reinvested. But he says that may not be enough. Even though the 4% withdrawal strategy contains an inflation component, he is wondering, Libel, is that enough? And is it safe for the future if higher inflation persists? Big, yeah. big question. Very big question. And there's got a, a lot of loaded parts to that question. <laughs> so let's, let, let's break it apart, right? So the first thing, pension. The pension is not, it, do, it doesn't increase. And that's something that you want to be aware of in general is one of the ways that companies and governments kind of reduce benefits and reduce their liability is by removing these little features that you don't really know what they are until you need them. And so not increasing your pension with inflation means that the company gets to have a fixed amount that they have saved away, and they don't have to worry what happens to the economy, 
which is actually why most pensions went bust after the 70s. We had hyperinflation and they were speculating with their investment assets. And so they went bust in the 80s. And then we had 401ks came out and IRAs came out as a result of that. So the fact that his pension isn't increasing, that's a problem, right? But it's something that he should have known about beforehand, right? Because that is that is kind of their nature. Now we have social security. And what I remember what I said about that the government likes to play games to give us less benefits and we don't realize it until we need it. Well, right. social security has something called cost of living adjustments, also known as COLA. And that in theory is supposed to increase our benefits in line with inflation, right? So that whatever we re retired at, we would be able to still buy the same goods and services the first day of retirement to the last day of retirement. In theory, great. There's just two problems with that. Okay. Number one, it's it, they, uh, social security, those adjustments are done a year later, right? So they look at what inflation was the previous year. The problem is you've already paid all of that inflation in that year. Right. This past year, we had 7% inflation. You were paying that at the grocery store. You were paying that in utilities. You were paying that in your rent. Right. It doesn't help that the next year you get a bump, your savings already took a 7% hit that it wasn't planning on. And because of the compounding nature of our investments, right, what happens is we need our money to grow at a certain rate. And if we take a 7% uh, greater deduction from that money, right? If we reduce our value by 7% more in one year than what we were planning on, that can throw off that entire plan. So that, that's a serious problem, right? The other thing is, is this is a little trick that Congress has played on us to keep, uh, to keep the cost of Social Security down and still tell people, no, 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 we're still paying out Social Security. Social Security will never go away. They changed what inflation number COLA is based on. So COLA used to be based on the consumer price index, urban dwellers inflation. So what normal people uh, had for inflation. Instead, they changed it to exclude what are called the volatile prices, which is energy, food, medicine, the things that really change in value dramatically. So what ends up happening is well, yeah, you get a cost of living adjustment. It's not reflective of the actual inflation that you're experiencing, right? So it becomes critically important that you have things like stocks and bonds that are paying market rates. And it's important that they're paying market rates because the market is going to have inflation baked in there, right? Except for right now in the bond market, which we can, if we have some time, we can talk about. But the generally speaking, the bonds will pay at least inflation because investors are not going to give you your their money and get less money back, right? Sure. They want to be compensated for that risk and inflation is one of those risks. So you need to have enough of your money in the market so that it grows with inflation, right? Very important. So how do I diversify? How do I make sure that I have the right pools of money or pockets of money in these in these buckets so that uh, I'm, I'm really bobbing and weaving as inflation goes up and down. So there are a number of ways 
that you can protect yourself against inflation, right? One thing that we talked about was that the stock market is the greatest hedge. And it really is. The stock market historically has returned, you know, six to 7% after inflation. So just putting your money in the market and leaving there is great. Now, as a retiree, right, where we're relying on that money for our income, we can't put 100% of our money there. That is way too volatile for most people to sleep at night. So you need to have you need to have it hedged with something else that doesn't move as crazy. Traditionally, that has been bonds, but the last 15 years or so, uh, really since 2009, when quantitative easing started happening, the bond market has been very artificial. And so in order to get any kind of returns in bonds, you had to go after what's called junk bonds, which, well, if I told you what they are, you'd go running for the hills. Uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, the, the the best analogy I can think of is giving your deadbeat uncle some money, right? You don't want to do that. No, we don't. Yeah. Now, I mean, it, it's not that bad, but you are chasing returns. You're you're essentially loaning money to people who can't get ordinarily ordinary loans, or they're asking for large amounts and they have a lot of risk, which means the value can go down at any time, right? People sour on the economy, it goes down, which. I think brings us to another thing that we do need to talk about, which is, you know, what is what is the market and what is inflation based on, right? Because we're talking about protecting ourselves from this. And, you know, we can protect it by putting in the stock market. We can protect it by, you know, uh, putting in bonds. We can put it, you can buy insurance policies that have inflation adjustments on them. We can get other contracts that have inflation adjustments on them. But at the end of the day, right, if we don't understand what's happening to us, we're going to be scared about all of this stuff no matter what, right? And we're just going to be reading the headlines going, I don't understand what's going on, but it scares me, right? So what about the perception? How does our perception play into inflation? It seems as if we can control it to a certain degree as with, I, I call it groupthink. Is that a possibility or does it even work that way? So it absolutely works that way. So there, there, there are what I call, you know, soft and hard reasons for inflation, right? So we've got the hard reasons are, you know, supply and demand. We don't have enough goods. And so more money is chasing those goods because people still want their stuff, right? So let's take, you know, electronics, right? COVID hit, a factory shut down, people wanted more electronics. So not only did a demand go up in terms of what we wanted, but the supply went down, which is like just a killer from manufacturing and economics, which drives the price up. And then we have disruptions in the supply chain. So even if we wanted to ramp up, we couldn't, and we couldn't get the goods to where they needed to go. So all of this means that people are willing to pay more money for the same goods, right? So that is typical inflation. Mm-hmm. Now, there is another type of inflation that happens, which is when people believe that something about the future, we have this kind of um, self-fulfilling prophecy that happens. So if I believe that the economy is going to go down in the future and enough people believe that, it has power to actually make it happen, even if all the fundamentals are sound, right? Now, there is a certain amount of with inflation and with the stock market, that if people believe and they experience this, even if it is transitory, even if these supply issues return to normal, that the price won't return to normal. 
and that this inflation that we've experienced will be permanent because people believe it to be the new normal. And so we got to be really careful about that. So even though you may hear on the news that people are saying, well, this is transitory, it's just going to go away. When it comes to our finances, we can't plan like that because the reality is, is that when it comes to how much we're going to pay for goods, Mm -hmm. well, you know, the grocery store is getting more money. Apple's making more money, right? Everyone's making more money. They're not going to want to give that up just because there's more supply unless the supply increases dramatically more than demand. Libel, we're just about out of time, but I'm just curious. Do you think we'll ever go back to pre-pandemic levels with regard to price rollbacks and inflation and so forth? I I don't think, at least in terms of inflation, I think that we'll we'll have some of it roll back, but not a significant amount. All right. And as we're talking about this, as we as we have to leave this topic uh, too soon, in my opinion, what should we really think about uh, as we look at inflation and our investments? You need to have a plan. You need to have a plan for how your money is going to grow to keep pace or outpace inflation. Because if you don't have a plan, then you are going to lose money and you're going to turn around one day and go, why can't I live the lifestyle I've been living up until now? Well, that's some sage advice. That's Libel Sternback. He is talking about inflation. You scared the heck out of me for a little bit, then you gave me hope. (laughs) I think that's exactly what we're talking about, especially when you talked about perception. Unfortunately, that's about all the time we have for today. I'm Freddie Bell with Libel Sternback, and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode of Libel on Fire. That's all the time we have for this episode of Libel on Fire, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them in our Facebook group at libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free copy of Libel's book, Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit libelonfire.com. Thanks for listening. Koppel Advisory Solutions is an SEC-registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. All investment strategies can result in profit or loss. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as any offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.